listening to the cannabis hangout two girls one bowl and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana my name is brandon and my name is saba we will be connecting with the community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people sharing stories from medical marijuana patients and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths so we invite you to come roll with us while we break break it all down. down hey everyone Welcome back to another episode. I'm Seba. And I'm Brandon. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with someone who's been in the cannabis scene for a little bit. She's been active on social media since the beginning, sharing sharing her cannabis journey and her love for the plant. We're looking forward to hearing her journey and how cannabis has has impacted her life. So guys, please welcome Mercedes to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey, Mercedes. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for taking time out of your day to be here with us and for us to get to know you better and anyone <laughs> listening. Um, will you please tell us where your cannabis journey like first began and if like you remember the first time you consumed? I started kind of late. Yeah, um, I did too. I can relate. I, yeah, I was like, I think I was like 22. Okay. It started with the first roommate pretty much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we just had a shitty night at work and I was just like, you know what? I want to try it. Fuck Mm -hmm. it. I'll get into it. So, you know, we got McDonald's. We rented (laughs) like Bad Grandpa. Yeah, you did. We just just sat in the living room. She taught me how to smoke out of a bong. I (laughs) like ripped the whole bowl my first time. I did not know any better. You just burned the whole thing. Yeah, it was horrible. I'm just laying on the floor, just dying. (laughs) And then we just started watching TV. And then just, I was like, I don't feel anything. Like, this is nothing. Hmm. And then I just stood up and it just it hit me. like Really? As you stood? I was like, whoa. And I just sat down and just like, this is what it is. Right. Yeah. It's it like crazy how different it hits everyone. Like I, people say, you know, we didn't feel it the first time or we sat up and or we ate and then we feel it. You stood up and you felt it. So like everyone <laughs> for the very first time, it hits so different because you don't know what to expect. So it's like you expect everything, but you expect nothing. Yeah. It was literally like slapped in the face, like, sit down, girl. (laughs) (laughs) It blew my mind. And I was just like, is this a dream? Is this real? I don't know. It was was so interesting to me. And then, like, the first time I went to bed, I just gone. I was sleeping. And then I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, I I slept good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So has your journey with cannabis evolved as you've gotten older? Like, what has your relationship with cannabis turned into present day? It's so different now. Like, I think when I was starting, it was more like recreationally, but it was Mm -hmm. like the older I was getting, I was kind of learning about myself. I was self-reflecting so much more than I ever have before. Mm -hmm. Um, Just kind of learning like, what's okay? What's not okay? Like, Mm -hmm. what am I okay with? Um, Who am I? Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was really different. Yeah. Um, I feel like cannabis always helps you go in. It more, does. If you're already in yourself, yeah, it makes you go even more into yourself, and not like yeah. in a like a hermit shell way, but more in like helps a you turn inwards, yeah, yeah, introspective way. Yeah. So, do you find yourself having routines with like how you use cannabis or like rituals that bring you peace? Kind of speaking on 
what you're finding. It's an after work thing for me. It's what? It's an after work thing for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, just, I just go through my day just myself. Yeah. Just, I just feel the world. And then mm-hmm. it's just like mm-hmm. after work, like that first smoke, just uh, everything. It hits so perfectly, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. I feel like I, I used to always consume like that. So I would be like, just like a <laughs> night smoker yeah, and until would, you weren't until I wasn't <laughs> one day. Cause I was just like, Oh, well, I can function like doing this. But like, I, I totally feel to you like a 24 seven thing. For yeah. Me, and then it's just like the older I got, I'm like, let's just tone it back. Like, yeah. Let's really feel and like, it. you yeah. just, you're listening to your body too. Yeah. You know, it's whatever you think and you go in seasons of yeah. it too. No, you know, there might be a morning where you wake up and like, I need to rip my bong. <laughs> You know, but I, yeah, I hear you. What's your go-to way to like, what's your go-to thing to smoke out of? If you had a, like a choice. I do everything. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong with a good old fashioned joint. Yeah. You really yeah. can't. Are you a, do you dab? Yeah. Okay, cool. Sure, like, dab, what are you dabbing right joints, now? Joints, I do the water pipe. Yeah. I, I a love bit of everything. Yeah. I was really huge on edibles for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what can I bake? Like, what can I like put? Yeah. Ooh, you baked your own edibles. I did. I okay. baked for a long time. Cool. cool. What, what was your like best baking? Dude, the thing I like showed everyone the most was the strawberry brownies. Ooh. I feel like I was known for the strawberry brownies for really a long time. Yum. They were just like super pink. They were tart. They were, just, they were so good. I never had a strawberry I brownie. I didn't even know they made strawberry brownies. I wanted to bring y'all some. <laughs> what the heck? I need some now. Yeah, please. <laughs> Okay, so you made your own edibles. What made you want to get into doing that versus like going to a dispensary and buying some? I just felt like when I went to the dispensary, it was just all like the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Nature's Keys was like really cool with yeah. like, the cereal bars mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. I was really into that for a while. Um, I just wanted to try making my own. Yeah. I like when I see something, I'm all about it. Like, it's I'm cool. You took the time to do it. Every single way. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So. Do you have like a go-to terpene profile or go-to strains that you really enjoy? Like I'm a hoe for GMO and I'm just going to say it. I <laughs> love it. I love like the really piney stuff. Okay. Or like cakey almost. Yeah. But, like the piney things. It's just, it gets me. Okay. Um, piney I, nature. Piney is nature. what I think of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do citrus strains though. They me just, either. They make me so dizzy. They make, okay. They make me feel weird. Like they make me feel like hazy and my head super yeah. heavy and I just like my body feels weird like it I want to get out of it and me I feel I, like I'm spinning yes as soon as I get in it I want out I feel the same tangerines I don't yeah. do tangerines like I love the way they smell mm-hmm. and they sound great but they just don't work for me yeah that's I interesting because Saba can, can smell it and you're like I can't do this yeah, before like, you even consume mm-hmm. it because I, of the way it smells I was gift we were gifted some flour from a grower and I as soon as I smelled it I was like I can't smoke this yeah. like it almost makes me not not like nauseous but it almost makes me nauseous it's dizzy it's I weird dizzy. Yeah. but then like it's that just goes to show how different all of our bodies are because yeah. I can smell it and I'm like ooh. I love that, yeah. you know, but then you can think something totally different. Mm-hmm. Like my husband loves those strains. I just, yeah. We're so different. To each his too. own. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, He's like the big GMO fan. I'm like, if it smells that's like me. cherry pie, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Balance though. That's it all is. Yeah. So what's your, what's your family dynamic like around cannabis and that conversation? Like, do you have open communication or are they supportive? What would you say? So my parents are split. Okay. Um, so my dad wasn't about it for mm-hmm. a super long time. He's yeah. all about it now. He's nice. like, this is so cool. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, my mom, 
she's been doing it for a long time, like off and on. So mm-hmm. like they were all pretty open about it over there. That's nice. That's good. I, I mean, feel my like family practically just does it. That's, that's great. Yeah. I feel like it's awesome <laughs> to have like an open family situation. I feel like you either totally do mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. you don't some yeah. way or the other. So that's awesome. Happy for you that you have supportive family because it always makes things easier and more carefree. I feel mm-hmm. like and I'm sure family holidays are a little bit more fun. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're bonding. Um, It's fun. Definitely my mom's side. It's great. Everyone's down for it. My husband's family, they just, they're cool. Um, They don't partake or anything, Mm -hmm. but they're really understanding. That's good. That's all you can ask for, too. It's like, I I don't care if you don't consume, like, Mm -hmm. do your thing, but like. Just respect. They ask me questions about it. It's kind That's of fun. Good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And there, people are always curious whether they use it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they want to know more, but they just don't almost like even want to ask sometimes because mm-hmm. it's like if they ask, then that means that they're that open line of community. Like I'm curious about this. Like I thing. might want to try it, but I don't yeah. want you to know. Yeah. Like made mm-hmm. my day when my father-in-law was like, you're the one that changed my mind. To vote yes. I was like, that's cool. I was like, that touched me. Yeah. <laughs> really though. Yeah. That's so impactful. It is. Cause all like all those conversations matter in so many different ways because that goes to help break the stigmas that, mm-hmm. you know, they, that he might know and have been used to. Um, so at what point did cannabis become more than just like getting stoned in your life? Like at what point did you see it as more medicinal and like healing to your body and your like your mind and your soul? It just like, it helped me shut my mind off sometimes. Like I struggle with ADHD and mm-hmm. OCD and whatnot. And it's just, I have so many intrusive thoughts and it just, it helps me just like, girl, you're good. Mm-hmm. Like you're okay. You're yeah. like down to earth. Just hang out. It's Yeah. I feel like I go in ebbs and flows with that. Cause sometimes I get so high and I'm like, who am I? I'm having a crisis. <laughs> <laughs> like go deep. deep in my head. Yeah, yeah. I go deep, deep. I'm like, what's happening? But it, I also feel like that's been happening a lot more lately because I, I feel like I'm still coming down from my sabbatical, like yeah. not consuming for a month. And we're in now March. So I started smoking back in like middle of January. Um, I feel like my tolerance is still like, being built back up so sometimes mm-hmm. i'll hit the blunt like three times and i'm like wow okay like i got sometimes i'll go a whole week i gotta chill really yeah. okay what I'll what's break every now and then. what sparks your sabbaticals i'm just like why not like mm-hmm. why not just take a break just see how i'm doing yeah i mean i journal non-stop even when i'm like deep into like my high or whatever mm-hmm. like i have just thousands of notes in my phone that's just, cool yeah and your phone so do you find it why do you like to do it in your phone versus like I'm a journal pen to paper? I'm going to lose my phone. Okay. <laughs> See, I, that's interesting to me. Cause yeah. like I, I like to journal too, but like, I don't do it as much as I'd like. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like my wrist and my hand just give out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My wrist is and like, garbage. I like get in my head about it and then I just like, can't stop thinking about mm-hmm. it, you know? But then I'm like, I type so much better on the computer. Mm-hmm. Like what my thoughts flow? Mm-hmm. You like know? My phone's always with me. So like yeah. if I'm in the moment where like, I want to write something down, I yeah. can do it right now. It's easier. Where's my paper? Where's my journal? Right. Like, I don't yeah. have a pen. Yeah. Right. I yeah. have like 500 at home that I've stole. Like, That's cool yeah. though. Do you, do you ever like go back and read them or oh, is it just a, a place? Yeah. Cool. I that you do that. I let, yeah. And then I laugh at those. I'm just like, yeah. That's, like, yeah. That's, just, that's such a great outlet though. Like yeah. I feel like people, everyone should write stuff in a notebook of their thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. it'll make you feel better. 
Okay, let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. If you're ever in the Oklahoma City area, check out Chill Dispensary at 22 Northeast 10th Street. They're good people with hand-washed, single-source, live rosin, flour, pre-rolls, and other solventless products. So go show them some love and enjoy a chill experience. Now, back to the episode. Do you remember when State Question 7088 passed and like what you were doing or thinking? Like, Do you think cannabis... Did you ever think it'd be legalized here in Oklahoma? No way. Yeah. There's no, I was like, nah. Yeah. I was just sitting in my office at the time, like watching the poll numbers just go up and up and up. And I was like, okay, we're really in this now. Yeah. yeah. And then being like super surprised when I it was. Didn't. Yeah. And you're like, I'm getting my med card right now. I'm going to smoke my office right now. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I don't give a shit. I'm like, up. Fuck this place. <laughs> That's funny. So what are your thoughts with like as a patient with like recreational bill not passing here? I, man, I don't know. Yeah. I, I was almost like, it's going to happen. It's mm-hmm. going to happen. And then like I came home. It was like nine o'clock. I looked at the poll numbers. I was like, whoa, it's like yeah. 60%. A lot different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A big difference. I mean, I have customers come in just nonstop talking about it. They're like, did it pass? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so speaking of customers, you work at Green Gorilla Smoke yeah. Shop. Tell us about that. Like how, how long have you worked there? I worked there for two and a half years now. Okay, nice. cool. I was like in quarantine for a long time mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, after month four of not having a job, I was like, I, I need to get out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm getting stir crazy. Mm-hmm. Every day feels the same. It feels like a simulation. Yeah. So, I mean, that's I, a really good way to put it. it a simulation. It, it truly felt that way. And so I just bugged owner. Like, are you ready to hire me yet? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know what? Like we did an interview, kind of sat on it for a couple of days. He's like, come on in. Let's, let's talk about this job one more time. And then I just, boom, I got hired right there. Nice. That's awesome. It, I, I love it there. It's everyone's like family. We're all super tight. Cool. It's always important. And you're on glass. So let's talk about that for a little bit. Do you feel like your education and perception of glass has shifted a little bit? Because you guys have super nice expensive glass, yeah. but then also like more affordable like cheaper glass like has your perspective shifted on that and like how you purchase glass pieces oh yeah what i know now is like two years ago mercedes like you don't know shit girl yeah (laughs) yeah i mean there's so much like we have friends that are super into glass and i would not have known Mm -hmm. had i not gotten into it so like yeah same putting brand on blast for a second brandon's notorious for dropping and breaking bangers yeah she has broken probably i would say over seven in the last year yeah and i I can't even blame myself for that i'm like what just happened you know i'm literally like what (laughs) and so butterfingers this last time we finally had a conversation i was like brand i think you just need to pay more for a nicer banger because it's thicker glass so it's less likely to break versus you Mm -hmm. buying like these cheap 20 25 30 dollar bangers and then the glass is so thin that they just break as soon as like you touch it or mm-hmm. something you know something happens but anyways i just always like that like is that true like well, would that help quite a yeah. Bit. yeah 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 um sometimes it surprises me <laughs> yeah like there's some stuff that's like you know someone made this it's mm-hmm. american made and it's like 30 bucks and i'm just like 
this is thick as hell. Mm, like, yeah, this, I probably I have pieces that like I've dropped like three times, and I'm just like, how are you? How are you, how are still you alive? surviving this? Yeah. Wow, like a banger. <laughs> yes. Nice. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Send that to Brandon. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just I'm always like never wanting to spend money on like a tiny glass piece totally to be that, that much, though. you know. Mm-hmm. And but I'm like, okay, well, if I could drop it, and you're telling me it won't break, then mm-hmm. like I might be more apt to be like, okay, maybe I will. Yeah. Well, it's like you look at glass, and you're like glass breaks. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you been have you been there when somebody's like come to for purchase like their first glass piece like they just started I smoking? I love that. It Aww. makes my day. Like, what are those conversations like? My favorite like? part of my job is like someone just getting into this or like please like hold my hand and walk me through like girl let's go yeah like, we're gonna do this together That's and then, cool. like they come back like two or three days later or sometimes they'll call they're like this is the best thing i ever bought cool. that like literally brings tears to my eyes like yeah. seeing how excited people get mm-hmm. like for their first pieces like for the first e-rig all of that that's, that's cool. cool it's also a different perspective because you know oftentimes you hear the dispensary side the grower side and like yeah. you're working in glass which you know you wouldn't think but like that as a whole like you can't do anything you can't consume the stuff that you got unless you have the glass piece to do it to like mm-hmm. bring it all together. And glass is a big investment. It like is. even if you get it a cheap is. rig, it's so overwhelming that even the time and the effort to go in to learn is an investment. It's usually the people that want to get in the dabbing. They're just yeah. I'm like, yeah. you gotta watch out. It's the investment yes. first, but it gets better. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. And then you're gonna start collecting all these accessories, yeah, these bangers, these carb caps. Guilty. Yeah, and then you learn so much yeah. that I thought I would never be able to figure out, you mm. know. And here we are. I know. <laughs> I just, I love glass. I love the trade shows that, like, I see, like, my boss has gone to. He's took me on one. That's cool. It's, it, it blew my mind. Do you like, know of any local glass blowers that you enjoy? Mm, there's Lear. Okay. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love making friends with them, pretty much. Yeah. There's one girl, I, I saw her pieces online. I thought they were sick. She made like Pokeballs that had like slime on them. Oh, cool. She made like Yoshi caps. Shout out Danny Girl Glass. Like- Danny Girl Glass, <laughs> shout out if you're listening. Yeah, for real. She's so cool. I loved all of her pieces. Um, there's just so much out there. That's yeah, awesome. there is. Yeah. I mean, there's pieces I like, I never even would have thought of like in my head. Yeah. Like, there's like a dragon piece in her store. That's like a samurai sword in it. Tony wow. Casey. Love that. That's See, dope. it almost feels like wrong to smoke out of those pieces because they're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like how I just I could never fathom spending that much on a rig just to use it knowing that it gets dirty like it just it feels so wrong but that's but what they, but it's that's like what it's col- for. They're collectors items yeah. like like i guess you know yeah. it started with the accessories for yeah me. yeah i just love little accessories the accessories are super yeah. i think that's yeah that's the most fun part i is finally the got my first piece like my first like heady piece mm-hmm. um last 420 nice. from ebit and glass it was like a two-piece with like these beautiful mushrooms blown into cool. it i was like i i never thought i would spend this kind of money on a piece and it's like yeah. when you finally smoke out of it it's like whoa yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. this is mine this yeah. is my little art piece that's yeah. so fun. that's a good little perspective to think about so tell us about the name dank black sheep where did that come from what brought that about why so is that your nickname my my Instagram now, it used to be a pen Instagram. Um, it was called like Pendipity or something. I used to collect like pens, like oh, nonstop. Cool. Yeah, I love pens. I have all over, I have like boards full of pens. That's cool. Um, so it was that for a long time. And then like, you know, 788 passed. And I was just like, I want to join this little scene. And so I just, I'm like the little black sheep in my family. And I smoke. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dang black sheep. Like, there yeah, we go. Yeah, that's cool. I like the name. That's such a creative name. Yeah. 
So um, do you feel like your sense of community has gotten bigger since you entered the cannabis space? Um, and with even more so like now that you, you know, you post a lot and it's more, you don't just post about cannabis. You post about a lot of other stuff as well, which I really appreciate. But um, <laughs> it, do you feel like your sense of community has widened in a way that you had not maybe known community before or just maybe a different a avenue of community? I'm kind of shy. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like I'm just... Like, I mean, my job is different. I have yeah. to talk to people. Yeah, which, yeah. I, mean, I, I love that part. But it's just like, I just never really like put myself out there before. Mm-hmm. And it's like when I did, I started talking to people I never thought I would talk to. Right. Like yeah. Like Cologne. Yeah. Just, that blew my mind. I've been friends with him for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's great. We have yet to link up. But yeah, he's great. It's cool how we talk about this all the time, but the Oklahoma market is so just Oklahomans are so wonderful and beautiful. And mm-hmm. so to like put cannabis into that and just to see how many different even on the patient front like how many different people it connects and just people feel like they have somebody that maybe they haven't had before just in a different connection with cannabis because I feel like it gave like people something to bond over yeah yeah mm-hmm. brings people together yeah. and, and the, like, from so many different backgrounds yeah. and the people who are closeted smokers are like oh I have a friend that I can smoke with now that I can enjoy you know mm-hmm. yeah and it's like people maybe not have had that before. So mm-hmm. it's just a different avenue of community that I feel like it brings people out of their shell. Like, I yeah. don't think you're shy. Mm-hmm. I have never thought that, but oh, I know that shy. now. <laughs> yeah. Do you, is there anything you love about the cannabis community here in Oklahoma or that like you've noticed? Man, I don't know. Like I've talked about stuff to people I've never even thought I would bring up. Yeah. I know what you mean. Kind of like going back to what you said, like it's just, stuff you I don't know just the way you connect with people yeah. over something that I was like the only smoker in my little like friendship circle yeah, for a while and really then, like, seeing them be like hey can you help me I'm yeah like, okay yeah yeah it's, it's kind of different when the tables turn like that you know you're like I was doing this for so long yeah, but welcome to my world yeah <laughs> yeah that's funny so what are some of your favorite brands and like products that you never stay or stray away from or like when you're going to purchase something what's something that's a non-negotiable for you that like code you won't break per se like I for just, i just can't buy edibles anymore okay that's just i mean i know how to make my own mm-hmm. and it's just like every time i made my own they just work for me the best yeah yeah I mean, nothing you else. were you were spoiled with understanding oh, like yeah. when i make mm-hmm. them they work best for me and so you were just like i jive with this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some brands that, like, I would maybe go back to, like, yeah. if I didn't have the time to make something, like, mm-hmm. street edibles. Uh-huh. I love their gummies. Yeah. yeah. It's just, like, work for me like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Flower-wise, man, I'm so stuck on Black Sheep right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Black Sheep is great. Maybe it's the name. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Definitely the name, but also the flower. Let's be real. It threw me <laughs> off when I finally heard about them. They're just like, do you work there? I'm like, no. Who are they? <laughs> I mean, it would be, like, a perfect name. Yeah. I mean, really, the ones yeah. IG who did. <laughs> But yeah, it threw me off. But then I finally tried their flower and I was like, this is fucking awesome. What strain yeah. are you smoking on right honeymoon now? Sweet. Dude, oh, honeymoon yeah. sweet. Dude, honeymoon sweet is always the one. What did you love most about it? Dude, it, just everything. The way it like relaxes it your body. It, mm-hmm. just, it made me feel. It rolls great. Mm-hmm. I feel so creative on it. Really? Like, I got so many rug projects oh, done. Oh, cool. Do you make rugs? Yes, I do. Oh, cool. So that's what you do. That's what you like to that's do like after you smoke. That's my side thing now. Okay. Creating rugs. What started that? Like, what made you want to start Man, doing that? I saw someone do it and I was like, I can do that. <laughs> really? I just wanted to make my own. What's like the biggest rug you made? Um, and what were like the most creative rug that you've made so far? I think. I mean, I, I have like a pickle rug in my office right oh, cool. now that I made for a coworker. Cute. 
Like she loves pickles. So yeah. I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna make you a pickle rug for Christmas. How long did it take you? <laughs> it's taken me a while. Um, just like my supplies have just kept running out. Yeah. And, like, having to order them. Like mm-hmm. I'm still waiting on my glue. Okay. The trimming part, that's kind of my favorite. Like I, I trimmed a long time ago, mm-hmm. like during quarantine, mm-hmm. just like as a side gig. And I was like, I kind of like trimming. Yeah. It's <laughs> so yeah. it kind of feels like that to me. That's good. Gag, yeah, I'm sure like could you get down there and like yeah. make sure every everything's perfect. I like like little detail oriented. I like stuff with my hands. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a fun fun thing to do, especially when you're stoned yeah, and like you're just sure. vibing. So do you have any advice or words of wisdom? For patients li- listening who may not be as privy to cannabis in regards to like what to look for, maybe what questions to ask. Sometimes it's nice to hear from another patient because I feel like pa- being a patient and like going into a dispensary in itself or just learning about products can be so overwhelming. Just don't be so judgmental. Just yeah. kind of like open your mind a little bit. Just think about it. Um, don't stereotype people mm-hmm. so quickly before you know. Yeah. I mean, if you're not consuming, you truly don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I've totally had judgmental thoughts. Like in my old high school years, yeah. like, I would never do this. And yeah. Here I yeah. Am now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I threw the deer shirt away. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Burn that. <laughs> Should have kept funny. it for memories. And I just yeah. wear it at work for fun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. As like a trendy graphic oh, to yeah. you. Know? <laughs> there you go. So what's some advice that you have to pass on to someone who's listening that maybe you wish that someone would have told like a younger you or something like you feel like you needed to hear? Don't knock it till you try it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've been on that mindset, like growing into that, you mm-hmm. know, cause there's a lot of things I haven't tried yeah. that I'm just like, I literally can't knock it until mm-hmm. I try them, but I don't know when or if, yeah. you know, but like, it's such, it's just mm-hmm. that mentality of like, just I can't open. place judgment on it until mm-hmm. I've yeah. experienced mm-hmm. that. Just, you know, go you know? low and slow. Yes. Low and slow. Um, unlike me, my first edible, I went too hard. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Low and slow. That's oh, good. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. <laughs> so like where do you hope to see the Oklahoma market go as a patient? Like, where do you hope, what do you hope to see? Is there like, something that you're missing that you wish that there was more of in the market Mm, more education like i don't know like the testing i'm such a stickler for testing cool do you ask for testing when you go into buy flower i do i want to see it um i mean some of my bed tenders i totally trust them like i'm like you know sometimes i want them to surprise me there's some things like i will never try unless like you put it in front of me yeah but i mean i'm just I'm all about my testing. I want to see it. I want to see like where it's from, mm-hmm. like when it was tested. Cause there's been moments where like I bought something and it told me like even like edibles for mm-hmm. chance, like it said it was 10 milligrams, but like I didn't know about testing it. Like on the yeah. back of the package, mm-hmm. and it's like, it was actually 32. I'm like, wow. Oh, well. Yeah. It's that's a big, a big that's a big difference. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I also feel like the, you bring up the date and when it was tested. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's also something that people forget because I don't think the realization of like people can't move through flour as quickly, which is okay. Yeah. But sometimes growers will hold on to flour for a long time and then sell it months later. And mm-hmm. that flour has been sitting there for the date was yeah. like December of 2022. Mm-hmm. And it's like now f- August of 2023. And like, that's when you're being sold the flour. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it can still be fresh. I'm not saying oh, that, yeah. but it's just, that that transparency of knowing mm-hmm. and even looking for it because people don't look for that and i mean i've been burned on flour that was super super old and it was mm-hmm. disgusting oh yeah and i'm not saying that everyone's experience will be like that but that's just a good thing to 
no, but I also feel like not a lot of people are brave enough to ask for testing because that's a whole different, it's challenging. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a, it's, you're not asking for a lot, but it's like, you're asking for a lot. How do you ask for testing when you go in? Do you like just ask it off, like based off of a certain strain that Mm -hmm. you're interested in? And then you're just like, can I see testing on that? There's been moments where like I've asked for it personally or like if I like some places have like the jars where like they'll have like somewhat testing yeah. on it. That works out for me. Okay. I, I just want to see my terpene levels. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's totally. super important. Yeah. They are very important. Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Yes. And with being business owners or self-sob, we understand what it's like pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications, and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. So Mercedes, we like to ask everyone this question, but what's a stigma surrounding cannabis that you would like to see changed? I feel like it's so chill now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. um just don't judge them i mean yeah. if as i said earlier don't knock it till you try it or just like be open-minded yeah, yeah. it's not as like scary as you think it is mm-hmm. i mean people do it for different reasons for I mean, sure just listen to like their story you'd be surprised right yeah, yeah. just listening yeah really I opening f- an ear i feel like people who consume cannabis always have the wildest stories okay. <laughs> i mean I know. really they I feel like they've lived lifetimes and i'm like this what I know people have been using it for a while Mm -hmm. or like growing up in the industry or I don't know. Yeah. I know what you're saying though. I like hearing like everyone's like teenage stories. I'm like, wow. I was like in my twenties. Yeah. So (laughs) different than mine. I didn't have teenage stories like that. We can all relate. Well, Mercedes, I think this wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us. Yes. We appreciate you sharing like your passions and everything that you love with us and just getting to know you more. So thank you. And if you guys want to keep up with her and all she's doing, you can check her out on Instagram at Dink Black Sheep to keep up and what she's jamming with at the moment. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to another episode. And as always, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.